Listener supported. WNYC Studios. You're listening to WNYC's podcast, featuring the best 2018 midterms coverage from our talk shows and our award-winning local newsroom. Keep in mind, some segments may be edited for length. You can find the full shows on your favorite podcast app. Brian Lehrer on WNYC and this election season, you may be preoccupied by national congressional races like the ones we were just talking about, or the New York governor's race, or maybe the increasingly interesting New York State Attorney General primary. But if you're a New Yorker, here's another thing to pay attention to. The city charter, the rules that govern every aspect of city government, think of it like the Constitution of New York City, may be getting an overhaul. For the past few months, a Charter Revision Commission or Charter Review Commission created by Mayor de Blasio has taken public input and considered changes to the city charter, which New Yorkers will vote on directly in the November election. So if you live in New York City, you're going to have to get your mind around some of these proposals. So you will have the power to vote on changes to the New York City charter. But the nuts and bolts of the wording to be on the ballot are being worked out now. The Charter Commission has until September 7th at the latest to come up with ballot questions that will actually go to you, the voters, in the general election. Now, the commission released a draft report a few weeks ago of what changes they're considering, and there are lots of proposals from changes to campaign finance rules to a revamp of the city council districting process. But right now, we're going to focus on one area in particular that is generating controversy and affects the most hyper-local level of government, community boards. In case you don't know, those are the neighborhood-level volunteer boards of up to 50 community members in each neighborhood who hold public meetings and give input on all sorts of local issues, from bike lanes to liquor licenses to park renovations. And anyone who has attended a community board meeting knows that they can be both tedious and incredibly important to a neighborhood. And I I, I think it's fair to say, especially when matters of zoning and relationships with real estate developers who have interests in an area are up for consideration. Now, here's the controversy. Currently, every community board member is appointed by their borough president for a two-year term, which can be renewed indefinitely. And for a while now, good government groups and some residents around the city have pushed for changes to how community boards are formed, and how long board members can stay. One controversy now is whether to have term limits for community board members. And here to talk with us about that and more are two people who are responsible for appointing the community boards in their boroughs, Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer and Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. And they disagree about what, if anything, should change. Borough Presidents, welcome back to WNYC. Thank you very much. Hey, Gail, how are you? I'm well, Eric. Nice to talk to you. And and you got to say disagree with the asterisk because I work very well with uh, my Manhattan Borough President. I adore her, and sometimes we just have philosophical misunderstandings. We love each other, but the four of us have the same perspective. Just pointed that out to the borough president, the great borough president of Brooklyn. So we're not going to hear Donald (laughs) Trump kind of language about (laughs) adversaries from either of you. Uh, But community boards have more or less been operating as they do today since the 1960s. Why change them now? And President Adams, since you are the more favorably inclined, what's the argument? 
I, I, I'm a strong believer in term limits, and I know that people tend to believe that you can just really vote people out or really the appointment process. And we need to put an asterisk on the appointment process because we receive recommendations from the city council which would give us recommendations for 25 members. And I believe that it's important to generate new ideas to allow those who are currently on the board, many, many particularly in Brooklyn, uh, many have been on the board for almost 25, 30 years, and it's just a long period of time. And with this new engagement of civil, civic activism that is really brewing across the entire city, if not the country, this is a great opportunity. Community boards are the centers of our democratic system and allowing other people to come on and participate, I think is extremely important. So President Brewer, you and you were one of four uh, borough presidents who wrote a letter opposing that particular change, but President Adams is alone among the five borough presidents in being for these term limits for community board members. What was in the letter, and why do you feel the way you do? Well, the letter basically said that for the following reason, we all need new blood on community boards. And just like the all the borough presidents, we work with the members of the city council. But in the borough of Manhattan, 360 out of 600 community board members are new since I took office. So we do... Uh, the kinds of outreach. We get the new people who have uh, been excited about the politics of their community. Community boards are an early warning system. And you're right, the number one issue is land use and zoning. And it is for that reason that I think we need to have continual discussions with expertise. Do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. And what I mean by that is that this expertise needs to be there. It is an arbitrary, I believe, this uh, suggestion of having term limits. It's an arbitrary brain drain and an exodus of, of expertise during the years members would have been most trained and knowledgeable on the issue of land use. We in the borough of Manhattan, something like 110 ULURPs since I took office. Universal land review. Close. Process. Uniform land use review process. Right, it's basically the process in which the uh, community boards, the mayor's office, the borough president, and the city council decide the whether it will be an entire rezoning, as in the Inwood or East Harlem and certainly parts of Brooklyn, or will it be a text amendment? We have the more most of any borough, but all boroughs have them. And you know what? Other boroughs are going to have more. Brain drain of land use expertise is what I'm concerned about. And I want to invite some community board members to call in and talk about what the boards do and what you think of these proposals. If nothing else, uh, listeners will get some civic-minded New Yorkers to help you, if you're not on a community board, know more about what goes on with you know, your most civically engaged neighbors at the local level and why it matters, especially to the neighborhood's management of relations with developers. So community board members, what do you do? Why do you matter? And what do you think about this charter revision debate? 212-433-WNYC, if you serve or have recently served on any New York City neighborhood community board, 212-433-9692. So Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, the main point there seems to be developers are very sophisticated, uh, uh, you know, uh, business people. Um, they, know all the, they know all the tricks. They know all the lawyers' language, all of that stuff. 
And if you keep having new people on community boards who may have fresh ideas but don't that don't have the experience in how to go toe to toe with developers, um, you're going to weaken it as a community institution in the way that might matter most. What's your reply? And, and, and I agree about the complexities surrounding many of these ULERT uh, procedures. Procedures. What we can do, and I think the architects of the community board process understood that, and we allow community board members and non-community board appointees to serve on committees. So we won't have that brain drain when we continue to allow those who can serve on committees and ensure that we will have that continuing knowledge base that I believe is so important as the board president stated. And in addition to that, I think it's imperative to point out, I believe we should have two five-year terms to make it an equal 10 years. But at the same time, I think it's important to have a staggered turnovers. We shouldn't do it all at once the same way we don't do it in the city council or any other uh, office. And I don't think we should do it here. But the energy that is needed far too often Many people I have found as the bar president in Brooklyn, many people who serve on the community boards, they tend to start to, to believe, as what we saw in politics, even in city council years ago, that it's, it's become their permanent position. And it becomes a real battle of some people feel stigmatized when they are removed. Some people believe as though uh, they have been targeted. So in order to avoid all of that animosity, it is just important that I believe you know a predetermined number mm -hmm. of years you're going to serve. And after those years, you can come back after having a certain number of years of being off the board. Right. And, uh, and what's the problem? Let me take you one step further into that concern by President Adams. Um, what happens to these people who become entrenched? Are they becoming corrupt? Are they somehow not acting in the interest of the community, but rather in the interest of themselves? What's, what's the, the, the public problem here? And, and I don't want to stigmatize all board members, but we've had a number of occasions where clearly the board members were acting based on what they found important to them. Anytime you spend that long period of time in a particular institution, you have a tendency to believe and no longer hear the voices of those who sent you there. I, I've always been a supporter of term limits. I think it's important mm -hmm. uh, that we're not wedded to uh, our various assignments and that we open the door for new people to come in right. with new ideas while we consistently protect the integrity of the system. And that's why a community board member who's no longer serving as an appointee, they could sit on a committee and that knowledge is still within that community Got board. It. Got it. And Borough President Brummel, one more response before we take a call? Yeah, two things. One, the proposal of persons being able to sit it out and then go back, I don't think is realistic because what happens is, yes, you can be a public member after having been on but you can't necessarily go back on because there may not be uh, an opening. And second, you know, not every board welcomes warmly the public member. Second, I just want to say in the borough of Manhattan, between attrition, people moving, and me, 360 out of 600 community board members are new. I took off people who did not have good attendance. I took off people who were entrenched. So now we have young people. If you, number three, do not have long-term uh, productivity on the board. Let me give an example. We put on folks from the African community on the board. They need to be able to 
participate and then become chair. You need time to do that. I had 12 years in the council. Um, Eric Adams, I think, had over 20 years in the state senate and rose to do a great deal of good work. Time is important. In the community board four area with Hudson Yards and a massive, massive rezoning. Without the expertise of those members, three or four of them who are still on, thank goodness, Hudson Yards is still being built. We need to know that expertise is still available. We've done tracking the demographic information to help us recruit diverse applicants. We have a demographic dashboard in Manhattan, so we know what the community looks like, and now the community board mirrors that. We have online applications. We have an outreach process to every single Manhattanite. Hundreds and hundreds of people apply. So we make sure that there is young and old and that new blood. But if you don't have the old blood on land use, as Brian indicated, I fear the land use uh, developers, land use attorneys, who will in fact be there. There are land use attorneys who have been around for 30 or 40 years. They know their stuff. I have got to have the kind of expertise on community boards to be able to counter them. All right. Let me let me jump in and tell listeners just joining us that my guests are Gail Brewer, Borough President of Manhattan, and Eric Adams, Borough President of the Bronx. They disagree on a proposal that may wind up on the ballot in New York City this November to term limit members of community boards around the city. Uh, and most New Yorkers go around without ever knowing that there is even such a thing as a community board. Uh, but as we're talking about in this era of massive rezoning proposals uh, from the mayor and city council, it is the community boards that often most closely monitors monitor what developers want and uh, speak up to their borough presidents and city council members. So Sarah in Ridgewood, who I think is a chair of one of the community boards in Queens, you're on WNYC. Sarah, thank you so much for calling. Hi, my name is Sarah Felton. I'm chair of the library committee for community board five in district 30. I was assigned by former council member Elizabeth Crowley. Um, So can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear fine. So, I agree there should be term limits, but one of the issues is is I'm 30 years old when I joined the community board. I was a totally different person. I was 26 to 27 years old. I had pink hair. I was very, I was a 20-something, and I learned a lot through my whole experience. When you get on the community board, sometimes you don't know anything about your community at all. I mean, I was involved beforehand, but you, you can barely know about zoning. You can barely know about land use. You can barely learn, know about so much. And when you're on the community board, if you get involved, it becomes an act of communication. And one of the sad things I've noticed is there's a lack of young people. Sometimes there's a lack of diversity on the community boards. And one of the issues I think is it's a lot of work to be on the community board. We meet every second Wednesday of the month, usually, and it sometimes goes from 7.30 until 11 o'clock at mm. night. It's as, a big investment. And in you do it as vo- volunteers, yeah. Yes. And remember, I'm a millennial. Um, studies show that like we make less than most of the people. Most yeah. of the people on average on my community board are 40 and up. I'm, so, so, Sarah, <laughs> I'm it sounds to me like yeah. you're um, making the argument in a way on either side that on the one hand, For Mm -hmm. you as a person who came in in your 20s and didn't know much about zoning and land use review and things like that, you've learned a lot through experience over these few years. And on the other side, 
Um, maybe term limits would provide the borough presidents with a greater opportunity to bring more diversity in the board if they're entrenched in old demographics. So if I've got that right, where do you come down ultimately? So it is very hard for me because I, I, when people are like, it's so boring when you're there, how do you, but I love it. Um, when they, when I started serving as chair of the library committee, I, I mean, a lot of people think I'm a librarian, which I'm not. It, it's such a beautiful experience. It would be very hard for me to give that up just out of selfishness because I feel like people tell me I'm actually helping and I'm learning. So I would say the limit should at least be 10 years because I'm, it's 20, I started, I joined in 2015. Mm-hmm. So in three years, I've already learned so much. If we can get, just make the limit 10 years so we can learn and grow and actually mm-hmm. make an impact in our neighborhood, I think that'd be totally fine. But anything so, under, under 10 years, I think would be a huge mistake. And it's a double-edged sword because so many of the people who have been on the community board in my neighborhood have been there for over 40 years, and they're yeah. one of the reasons why, for example, we have trees in the neighborhood. W- so one of the reasons I, what? One of the reasons why we have trees in the neighborhood is because some of our community board members have been on that board for over 40 years. Uh, Ridgewood didn't used to have so many trees. I mean, that's one of the small examples. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, I'm going to leave it there. Please call us again. Okay, cool. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Adam in Brooklyn, you're on WNYC. Hi, Adam. Uh, hi, Brian. Which um, community board are you on? I serve on Community Board 8, uh, as appointed by Borough President Adams, so I thank him for that honor. But So that's, to, in, that's in Brooklyn? Yeah, representing Prospect Heights, Crown Heights, and Weeksville. Uh, and I have to disagree with this proposal, though. I, I think personally, of the members on my board who have served for 30-plus years, and they offer a continuity and knowledge that is invaluable, especially in rapidly changing communities like Crown Heights. You know, these are unpaid, voluntary positions, and we've only reached a full roster of members on CB8 this year for the first time in my four years on the board. We've had empty seats. So, I, you know, I'm grateful that I get to learn and listen from those members who have served since the 1970s, and we have room for them and new members. Adam, thank, thank you very much. I want, uh, and so we've heard from a couple of community board members who, who have called in, obviously not a scientific sample uh, of the two who are on the same side of the issue. Before we run out of time, Borough President Adams, I want to raise one more aspect of this. Here's a tweet from a listener, Lisa, who says, it doesn't matter how sophisticated the members of the community boards are. They don't have real power. Community board after community board has hosted active residents working against upzoning, et cetera, to no effect. Um, so uh, is that another aspect of anything that might be on the ballot this November to give the community board members some actual power? I know we have seen situations where an upzoning was proposed and community boards opposed them and they went through city council anyway. Should they have some real power and is that in the proposal? I believe they should, and no, it's not. And I think too much energy was put in place uh, to get something on the ballot versus getting the right things on the ballot. And I think we were missing a golden opportunity, and that's why I'm really focusing my attention on the city council's formation of their committee. I believe that there's we can do, including, as many people know, 100% public campaign financing. Uh, This is a missed opportunity, and I think that we need to really get it right uh, to make sure we can make real changes. Same question, Borough President Brewer. Yes, I think that uh, the Borough President of Brooklyn is correct in the sense that the community boards should have not been discussing this in the middle of the summer 
that's not fair. The community boards don't even meet. So in terms of governance, this is a very bad process. Uh, public advocate Tish James and I and the speaker and all the borough presidents are focused on a, a real charter revision commission that's, that's starting up. Hearings are in September, not on the ballot until November 2019. And we could certainly bring up the issue of community boards and what they should be power-wise doing. Um, but I do think that this issue of term limits comes down to you as a borough president working with the city council can today do the kind of outreach and termination because people uh, need to move on at the same time keep those that have the expertise so no matter where you are politically on this listeners if you live in new york city consider volunteering uh, to consider uh, to, for consideration to be appointed to your local community board. And just last final thing, real quick from each of you, how can um, people have a say in what actually is going to go on the ballot for this November before the September 7th deadline? President Brewer? We've asked all the community boards, even though the timing is tight in the September deliberations, to come up with what their position is because they haven't been meeting during the summer, and they're going to be doing that. The, each community board in Manhattan now has a charter revision commission, both for this and for the one that's coming up in November 2019. Board President Adams, same question. I think it's so important to hear the voices of your constituents, and we're asking people to reach out to Ask Eric at BrooklynBP.NYC.gov so we can hear directly from them. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer, thank you so much for thank joining you. us Take today. Care. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want more, visit WNYC.org slash midterms.